When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is February 14th, 2019, Valentine's Day. The day of love, Dave. The day of love. <laughs> this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, happy Valentine's Day, dude. And to you, too. And to you, too. Um, and, uh, you know, this is how dedicated we are, is that we're still, um, well, not, you know, doing a show. I, I would say dedicated, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're also probably both working today, so there we are. <laughs> um, as much as much as as much as my darling Valentine Shoshana would want me not to be working today, um, you know, there's bread and butter issues about this working thing, like bread and butter. You know, right? Like, I'd like to take you out to dinner. I would like to afford that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so score me a good contract, eh? <laughs> okay, it's been a. Uh... I want, to, I want to call these Valentine's Day jokes, but they're also cliche. I just can't bring myself to do it. Damn. It's been a busy week in search. We were going to have um, an interview with uh, Arsene Rabinovich on today. We have to push that to next week. Um, uh, 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 so let's just sort of dive into the the, to the week that was. Um, I love this one. This is a story. I, I love when stories come out just after we get off the air. Um, so this might be a little bit late, but um, last week it was reported that Google was testing a get in line button. So it'll like um, if you uh, go to like Google My Business, Google Local, and uh, want to get a restaurant reservation or maybe um, stand in a virtual lineup for like that really trendy cheesecake cafe or something. Um, Oh, actually, there's a restaurant called Cheesecake Cafe, isn't there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> now, there's this Japanese cheesecake place in Toronto that people are, like, lining up around the block in the dead of winter just to get, like, a cheesecake to take home, and it bl- blows my mind that they'll line up for this. So you don't actually have to anymore, um, or you won't as soon as Google releases the Get In Line button. Now, SEOs might be confused, thinking this is a button for them, but it's not. Um, Google often has Get In Line policies for, for SEOs. But this is actually a cool feature you can put into if, if you got like a restaurant or, or a cafe or somebody that has, you know, timely offers. Um, 
that people might actually be you know, waiting for. So this, 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 this helps them avoid a long queue. That's a cool feature. It is. It is, especially, I don't know, you probably remember the Blue Fox here in Victoria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a great feature. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this restaurant in Victoria on Fort Street. If you, uh, and I imagine it's still as popular, but if you're going to be having brunch, you're probably having it at the Blue Fox, right? It, it was. And you know what? Mary just wrote a review for them yesterday, and it was, it is cold, it is raining sideways. And I stood in line. Right, that was the review. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's a good review, actually, uh, because it is worth the lineup. But yeah, you're pretty much always gonna. It's the only problem with the brunch at the Blue Fox is everyone else in Victoria is also having brunch at the Blue Fox. Yeah, it is the worst kept secret. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, uh, get in line saves you time, and it'll probably give you an alert on the phone telling you when it's your time in queue, so you can go and actually not have to stand in the driving rain. Just to have your eggs, Benny. Right. Right. <laughs> Way cool. Um, I want to. I want to deal with. I mean, I so badly want to get to like Gary I's uh, 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 Reddit AMA, but we're, we're gonna have to wait to the next segment for that because it's just too much in there to dive into. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely gonna be talking about the uh, the Ask Me Anything session that Gary Eyes did on uh, on Reddit. Because it's chock full of lots of fun stuff. Did you, did you get a chance to go through that yet? I, I perused it, yeah, and, and uh, found a few things in there and wrote a blog post on one of them, but we'll get into that uh, in our next <laughs> next segment. As you say, it is interesting stuff. You know how we've been talking about voice search and um, machine learning and uh, a world of um, identifiable entities uh, a lot recently? Mm-hmm, I have. By 2025, Google predicts that there will be over 8 billion voice assist devices interfacing with its search engine. Yeah. I don't think there's that many people on Earth. No, there's not. I'm, there might be by then, though. <laughs> That's a serious number. 8 billion voice assist devices. Now, okay, I got a couple in my house, like my, my cell phone, for instance, and a Google Home, right? Yeah. Um, so there's two, and I'm only one person. So I, I can see how that number can, can grow pretty rapidly. Right. But, folks, that's, there is no clearer indication, except, of course, for the stuff that Gary mentioned in his, in his AMA, of where Google is looking in, in, in the near to mid-future. Oh, indeed. And I mean, you're right. You, you can see how it blooms because it sounds like, hey, Billion, how is that? I have three on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> three voice devices on my desk. It, it makes sense that this is going to happen. Two for testing. One is my phone. Um, yeah, you know, as you point out, but yeah, like Mary has a phone. Both my kids have phones, right? They're all Android. They all have the personal assistant on. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, but, but it is taking off and it is exciting. I actually just did um my first audit and it, it just well not my first audit ever let me let me clarify that uh, but where i actually had a large push in it and it, it was because of the nature of what the the client was doing but a large push on voice right and, and a large section on this is the things that you need to do um and it's for that you can just see it coming it's not here yet but i'm like you don't want to be playing catch up right like you're already playing catch up that's why you hired me to do an audit why don't you lead in this one and, but, but, uh, but as you said dave i mean just look at your house you got like three devices in your on on your desk in front of you at least one on mary's desk likely more 
Yeah. Um, a couple in your kid, a couple in your kids' rooms. Um, one in each of their pockets. Um, we're we're getting close to at least ten devices in your home alone. The law of averages says one of them is going to get used. Oh yeah, I use my. It's it's interestingly, but I don't use it for what most people do. But I can see my use getting more and more and more. And other than testing, I don't actually use my. I'm going to unplug it. Google Home very often. <laughs> um, just because we're talking about it, so I know it's going to light up here. Um, <laughs> I, I I know like I, I don't use it a lot of the things that you would because I'm sitting at a computer when I'm I'm near it, right? And I'm I'm. I'm a fairly quick typer, right? So I just, I'm thinking of it, I'll type it in. Um, but I do use it a lot for just casual things, right? Like if I want to go and eat lunch, but I have a call after lunch, I'll remind it to, you know, set off an alert, right? Because I'll, I'll sit in another room and, 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 and eat my lunch. But I, I just, you know, Google set an alarm for whatever, 1220, right? And I walk away or, you know, just for those quick, what's the weather like? I mean, other than looking out the window, but, you know, I want to know you know, specifically what it's like in an area or I'm going to Whistler. That was actually the last one I did is what's the weather in Whistler. Um, Cause I want to know how miserable my drive is going to be right. Just those little quick things that, that might be fairly common that and playing music that about covers my use of the thing, but I can see that I'm becoming more and more and more comfortable. And it's not that I was uncomfortable, but more it, it's, it's forming a habit now where I'm just used to communicating with it um, in a, in a voice way. Um, you know, whereas historically it's been, okay, I sit there and, and, you know, read a bunch of like keywords and see, you know, pit, <laughs> you know, Amazon against Google and see which one does better. That's not really habit forming, but anyway, it, it is interesting. I have a lot of them. Oftentimes I'll do a voice command on one and the wrong one goes off, which is kind of funny, but there you are. <laughs> you know, the same, the same thing happened during the Super Bowl for uh, Google, the Google home commercial actually set off people's home devices. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can, you can, it's in the home automation that I'm actually really, really excited um, for things. There are some real conveniences and there are some really funny things you can do. Like I also use a Chromecast um, and it is funny because I've hooked the Chromecast up to, to both my phone and my Google home. I've only hooked it up to my Google home so that when Mary's sitting and watching television, I can go, okay, Google, and I can change the thing just for, for fun, right? But that's just to be an annoyance. Um <laughs> Yeah. Again, eight. I, my, my my mind is just focused on eight billion devices. Eight billion. I know it's crazy. Next, in the next, like that's twenty twenty five is six years from now. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm right up. In like we're old, Dave. Trust me. Six years from now is like tomorrow, as you well know. Yeah. Um, just mind blowing. Okay, we got time for like one more. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about, about these stories. It's like. There's a Valentine's Day algorithm update happening, so some people are going to feel loved and some are going to be brokenhearted, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I told you, it's all cliche. I, I hate Valentine's Day. You can't, you, can't, you can't make a joke today and it's without it being cliche. But, like, speaking of cliche, isn't there, like, an algorithm update, like, almost every day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, and, and, I mean, I... I, I have gotten my alerts all over this thing. Like I've noticed over the last few days, I mean, I'm sure you're subscribed to alerts as well, right? Like all of a sudden, all the tools are like firing off. Like I'm getting rush reports going, Hey, high volatility, um, you know, for, for whatever, um, all of them going, there's high volatility. And then, you know, there's, there's a few clients and I immediately jump in what I'm finding interesting. And I am not, this is, is, 
not based on mass results here, folks. So don't take this as any kind of authoritative statement. Um, but from you know the the, the clients that that we work with, um, and again, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking over a million sites here, so. <laughs> you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I have noticed that the longest standing clients, so clients that we've been working with for, you know, over a year or two, um, seem pretty much unscathed in either direction, which is both relieving and disappointing, right? <laughs> you always get that like, oh, good, they didn't go down. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. said that. It's been like this for, 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 for so long. I don't even know how long it's been like this for me. I hear about these breathless algorithm updates happening. I go, obviously, I do the same thing every time I go check my client list, and yep. there's not a hell of a lot of movement. Yep, uh, and I'm only noticing it on the new ones, and some are going up and some are going down. Um, you know, I'm calling a spade a spade. I'm not like, hey, I'm Midas. Um, you know, some are going up, some are going down with the algorithm fluctuate. But in a weird way, and it's funny, I talked about this in my last presentation, it's like, in a weird way, I can't quite tell yet, I haven't done an exhaustive research into it, but what the rhyme or reason is, and the reason I haven't done exhaustive research, you've been to this rodeo long enough, yeah, I'm going to give it a few days. <laughs> let's, let's actually see what happens here before I go like, I need to do a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, there, there doesn't really seem to be a rhyme or reason. Some of them we started in heavy on links. Some of them we started in, and when I say heavy, I mean normal. But, you know, we started in with links before on-site. Um, and some of them we started in with on-site before links based on what their needs were. And there doesn't really seem to be a rhyme or reason as to which ones are moving in which direction. So it's, it's, it's tough to get a real feel for what's being impacted on this one. I'm going to go out on a stupid limb, and I call it a stupid limb because any SEO who goes where I'm about to go is out on a, is doing something stupid and going out on a limb. So this is a stupid limb. I think this is the, the uh, integration of all the mobile first stuff settling out, finally settling out. Mm. Uh, mobile first is not over; like it's never going to be over. But the uh, rush to get like massive blocks of different websites, different degree or quality of websites into this mobile index, I think it's done. Or nearing completion, and that's the kind of stuff, that that's the volatility we're seeing. You know, you bring up a really, really interesting point, and I think something that's worth or, or thinking about to, for our listeners, and for myself as well, because you just reminded me of one of the core things of SEO that sometimes slips my mind, including right now in regards to the mobile, um, is, yeah, my site had moved over. Yeah, our client sites had all moved over, and then the last little batch that happened after I thought they'd all moved, and then, like, was it a month ago or something, it was like, oh, here, here's some more. Surprise! Um, but, yeah, okay, all mine might be over. That doesn't mean I'm stable. What happens when other sites move over? Certainly, well, yeah, yeah. Now, they're going to be impacted one way or another, and that may mean I go up or down based on how they're impacted by that. So that's a really, really interesting point is I can be impacted even if I wasn't. Now, um, the is, I have no idea where, where Google is in the uh, – massive queue to to move webs websites over into the uh into the mobile first universe i just know i've stopped receiving notices so Thanks. i'm assuming they're almost done <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then i thought that before the last batch right like two batches ago it's like oh, okay they finished off everything but, oh, nope, there's some more. <laughs> it's really important to let the audience know when we're really pulling stuff out of our ears. So that's what yeah. I'm really pulling out of my ears. I got zero evidence aside from uh, 
like anecdotal. Anecdotal, yeah. thank you. Uh, uh, evidence. One thing I do got evidence on is it's time to take a commercial break because I got a clock right here telling me so. Uh, we got to take our first break uh, here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Games Net Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on Valentine's Day, and we'd love to for it. 14th of February 2019. Stick around. More content coming up after the messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 14th of February, and we're speaking the language of love here on Webcology. We're talking about Gary E's, and we all love Gary, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, 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 you know what? We owe Gary. I have. I, 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 we owe Gary like meters, maybe maybe kilometers of digital tape. Like he's, he's he's given us so much content. I love Gary. Um, okay, um, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, use. Oh my God, that debate. Um, usability <laughs> factors in uh, search rankings. This is that we will we will get to that. Okay, there was so much to unpack here. Gary, is, Gary East did a uh, ask me anything over on Reddit. Yep. Have you ever have you ever done one of those like facilitated one for a client? No, I am about to, and you will be part of it. So, <laughs> will I? You you may not know that yet, but um, yeah, we're going to be doing an AMA uh, with our fine uh, with a few of our fine friends from Bing. Um, oh my goodness! Excellent. It so. is wild. I I did I did one a couple years ago for a political candidate, uh, a really popular political candidate in a, in a Toronto mayoral election. And I'm telling you, it is wild. Like, there is so much to keep track of. Uh, questions coming in a mile a minute. 
And you have to craft your answers so, so well because Reddit is the Thunderdome. <laughs> Reddit, you will be slaughtered in Reddit if you answer, if you get one word wrong, you will be slaughtered. And then all the effort is just gone, right? Yeah. Um, at least the market, the marketing results, all the effort. But Gary pulled it off. Gary walked into that, 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 that pit of vipers and lions and... Um, well, he danced his way through and actually gave out some some really, really hardcore information. Um, where do you want to start? And you know what? There's, there, there's a great article over at Search Engine Land. So for our listeners, head okay. over there. There's a great article. Why don't we just start at the top and give our impression of them? <laughs> okay, so uh, over at Search Engine Land, it was posted uh, by Barry Schwartz on February the 11th. So it might be a little bit back in their queue. But um, how Google will shift resources to media search and other tidbits from Gary I's AMA on Reddit. Ask me anything on Reddit. Um, if you're listening along, uh, you should probably open the article and read along with it because, again, I can't stress how much information was packed into this, uh, into this Reddit AMA. You might also want to open the AMA itself. The problem is the way Reddit threads um, discussions... Um, it won't appear the same um, on screen as it does in the. Um, it won't be in the same order or anything as 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 Gary or as uh, Barry Schwartz unpacks it in uh, in Search Engine Land. Mm -hmm. Okay, first off, robots text. Google's cool with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I, I, I love this word. Google respects the robots. Bob. No, if you respected it, you'd always do what it told you. I mean, I guess that's a weird way of saying that, but they don't really, they, they, they acknowledge it. I think there's actually a better way of wording that. We acknowledge its existence. We may decide it's wrong. Ray Lake is, is kind of, I, I think, a better take on that. That's my own personal take because we've all seen exceptions where we've blocked something, but hey, there it is. Now, that, that often happens if you have conflicting directions on different pages in, in your yeah. in, like if you have say one is to be indexed and one is to be not indexed um, or if you block uh, different pages using robots text Google sometimes gets confused nevertheless you still have to it's best to to block like how to say this if your robots text says one thing and your text in your in the header of a page says something different Google gets all confused um, that is true. If you blocked it at robots, but you actually have follow, right, or index follow, I, I can certainly see where that confusion would come in. So I think when Google screws up on robots text, it's often that's the reason. Um, but, you know, as, as Gary said, robots text is respected for what it's meant to do, period. There's no such thing as sometimes can be ignored. Right. That's, um, that's where Gary and I kind of disagree a little bit. But in his defense, I look for the exception. Right, and if there's a couple exceptions where it hiccuped, the system hiccuped out of billions, right? I get he's like I'm not gonna, you know, he would be right, right? Like he'd be making a fair statement, so I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him that one. But but I can find exceptions where he's wrong. Okay, how about the use of uh, top level domains, um, or country specific domains, or regional domains, geographic domains, uh, top level domains? Does it have an impact on uh, on non-search rankings? 
See, now, we should have Bill on again one of these days, Bill Hartzer, right? Mm -hmm. He loves domaining. And, and he also included search console setting, right? Like, and I say, I mean, in my experience anyway, I'm, I'm betting yours too. Um, the, yes, when a regional intent is inherent in, in the type of query, um, you know, then, then yes, I, I would say so. I would even say even if a regional intent wasn't, uh, but a specific population tended to gravitate towards, um, you know, websites from their region. I can't see Google systems not picking that up and going, oh, we know 90% of people from, you know, country X uh, prefer, you know, to, to visit websites within their own region. Yeah, news is a great example, right? Obviously, when I'm looking up, you know, news, chances are I want it from my region, right? So... So they'd be wrong. I'm often looking up from other regions, <laughs> but nonetheless. So, yeah, I mean, I think it makes perfect, perfect sense that they use these things. I think that was a great SEO tip for anybody that this matters to. Um, and I think it's just if we just think about what Google does, when I go to Google.com, what does my browser do? Right. It takes me to Google.ca. Right? Uh, and just, yeah. just following what Google tells me to do. Right, or, or what Google's doing themselves to my traffic kind of tells you what they think uh, about about how this should should be playing out. They don't send me to ca.google.com. No, indeed. They send you specifically to go to what you assume is a Canada-weighted index. Exactly, exactly. And it does appear to be, and news is a great example, if you just don't do a query and you click news. Of course, they also know specifically where I am, so that's, that's waiting it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have no, I, I'm interested, from your experience, do you find about the same that, that these things do? Well, I find that our experience is naturally biased by the kind of websites we pay attention to. Um, my clients, the, the websites that I'm working on, belong to uh, clients. They don't belong to me. And they tend to be trying to sell a good or a service in a geographic, in a smaller geographic area, uh, a city or a region. Um, in my career, I've had, honestly, you know what, I bet you I can count on, on both hands the number of true national level clients I've had in my entire career. Um, where 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 reach where regionality would not make a difference whatsoever. Um, and actually, any SEO who has clients that large is you know pretty damn lucky. Um, <laughs> that is true. Um, but I, I mean, we've been doing this for like twenty years, and I probably in my whole career had had ten or ten or so uh, clients where regionality would have zero effect. Now, if you have a .ca. Or uh, as Gary uses in his examples, .lk, which would be like Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. you're only getting a boost in for the .ca domain in Canada. You're only getting a boost for the .lk domain on the island of Sri Lanka. Um, otherwise, it's probably neutral in general search, um, or or just you know affected affected again by does this pizzeria in Colombo, Sri Lanka, really match the search query for somebody in Chicago? Um, well, no, obviously not. So the LK is, is um, it's, a, it's neutral. It's actually the word Colombo, Sri Lanka on the, in the base of the page <laughs> that likely determines it's not coming up in Chicago. 
Um, so he says it's an, he says your your TLD uh, top level domain is a uh, indirect effect. I think that's probably true. You know, um, it has a direct effect if you have a if you have a uh, client serving a regional or even a national level uh, 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 audience. Mm-hmm. But most of our clients. And this is why we look at it this way. Most of our clients are serving a small, like a city level, um, set of set or state or state or provincial, regional level uh, set of clients, and that's how we look at search results. That's how, that's, that's what we're expecting to see. Right. What if you What if you were uh, doing a somebody paid you for whatever reason to optimize the website on Emily Bronte books? Well, that's that's popular around the world. No matter what the top level domain, I don't think it would have a ranking advantage or disadvantage anywhere. It's it's probably just the best site on Emily Bronte, right? You know. So well, and that's 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 a very very valid point. Everything relates to the user's intent of the query, which I think actually will bring us to the next point because he starts talking about. Starts talking this about, one's going to be fun. This next two actually are going to be quite fun for you. <laughs> um, Rank Brain is all about machine learning and stuff. Um, and um, user experience and behavior signals, which is old-timey SEO fun anyway, right? Yeah, you got to love that conversation when it comes up. It'll come. It's coming soon, too. But let's start with Rank Brain. Um, I'm going to read you Gary's quote explaining how Rank Brain works. Let me, could, you, could you, like, unpack the quote for the audience? Sure. Okay. Now, you have the benefit of actually being able to read this as we go along. But... As Gary explains RankBrain in the uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit, RankBrain is a PR sexy machine learning ranking component that uses historical search data to predict what a user would most likely click on for a previously unseen query. It is a really cool piece of engineering that saved our butt countless times whenever traditional algos were like, example, oh, look, a knot in the query string. Let's ignore the hell out of it. But it's generally just relying on sometimes month old months-old data about what happened on the results page itself, not on the landing page. <laughs> so, <laughs> what would RankBrain make of that sentence? <laughs> well, RankBrain will go, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forgive you because it's Reddit. I'm sure Google's machine learning system has gone, Reddit, it's the Wild West in there. <laughs> We're, <laughs> Anything not We're not breaking that anyway, um, so. You know what, I, I, he, he did a great job of not really telling us a lot. Um, and, and that's not his fault. That wasn't the nature of the question. Like, I'm not, I'm not critiquing him there. He answered the question he was asked. Um, but it, when, we, when we listen to the response itself and actually try and understand, if we tried to glean some SEO information from it, it's really not there, right? Like, there, there's, there's no action item that I can take from that and go, ah, now I understand why this query ranks in this position. Right, like, or or why this site was was selected, which is what you hope for when you get these things. Again, he was answering the question exactly as asked. I, I don't begrudge him it, and I'm the one at fault for not being there to go, hey, Gary, what about this part of rank? <laughs> like, if I really really cared, I'd be there. There is one question I have about his answer, and okay. I, I don't know if there's any value in the question itself, but I can't help but think it when, when the way he answered. So, rank brain has helped Google figure out 
how to formulate search result pages or search results for queries that really couldn't quite get a handle on, couldn't figure it, hadn't seen before, right? Mm -hmm. What happened to those search results before? Right. Okay, and this I can't answer. <laughs> or, or, or I can, can address too. Um, so basically, previously, and, and he, he touches on like, this has saved our butts. This would be the it saved our butts section of, of what he's talking about. Um, it was prior to Rank Brain, it was just subjected to just the typical algorithms, right? Without any understanding of context. I, I, I liken it back to the great old days of SEO that you and I were doing back in, you know, 2004. <laughs> like, just like all it could do when it had a query that it didn't see was sort of manipulate the query a bit and and then sort of fall back on traditional algorithms. Go, okay, I'm seeing this or this, so let's look for you know the word or or what implies comparisons or something in a in a site, right? Without really understanding any context of what the query meant. So I, I, I sort of think about it. It's a poor poor sort of illustrator or, or poor analogy, but I, I, I sort of think about it as the reverse of, you know, modern day SEO being things, not strings, right? Entities, not, not you know, keyword density. And I, I sort of liken this to a scenario where it kind of had to go the other way, where their understanding of what they should be looking for was so poor that they kind of had to fall back on older functions or more generically applicable algorithms that may not apply to a specific query type. Now, Ben introduced rank brain. Um, and what it does, it, people think about it like a signal, right? But it's, it's not. Rank brain isn't, isn't a signal, it's an algorithm. Um, and what its job is at its core, I'm sure it does other things on top of this, but this seems, you know, it's, it's the best way I, I can sort of think about it and encapsulate my, my thought process on it is its job is just to sort of sit over all the other algorithms and when it sees queries that apply to it is adjust how those other algorithms function. So when I enter in a query like best TV shows on Netflix, okay, all of a sudden it knows, let's assume that it had never seen that before <laughs> or didn't really know what to do with it. Clearly it would know what, what to do with that query, but let's assume that it, this is the first time that's ever been entered or it's a query like that. It would have a system sitting on top, sort of called rank brain, sitting on top of its other algorithms going, okay, let's take a look at what is the likely probability that different signals should wait in specific order. So rather than going, okay, we're going to boost this up or down, right? It's not boosting up a site up or down. It's going, okay, it's referenced Netflix. It's referenced TV, well, when people are looking up TV shows, they tend to want to know what's on now. Okay, we're going to put freshness up. Okay, do they really care about links? Not so much. Some of the things, you know, the pages that, that would be ranking for things that relate to it in different ways don't have links because they're new, right? So, so they all drop down, but domain authority would, would be important because you can't count links, right? So it's sitting there just meant to adjust how the other signals are being um, evaluated on things that it has seen before, which is why it requires machine learning to sort of go, okay, what are all the things I've seen that might be kind of like this and, and how do the signals work out that are producing our, our best possible sets of results? Whereas if I entered a query like the history of World War One, okay, 
right? Like freshness isn't quite as important to me now, right? It was a long time ago, right? I pretty much every page on the web, well, actually literally every page on the web has come up after it, right? So freshness isn't a factor. Now it would all of a sudden go, okay, that's hardly a factor at all. We're going to be looking at, at things like link weight, authority on the domain, right? And actually looking at the words on the page and how long is the page and how thorough and does it have, you know, these various components. I wouldn't even pretend to know what components it would be looking for, but you know, it, it's just sitting there meant to adjust um, all the different signals when it doesn't know what to do. So, 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 so really like as, 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 as they so often do the brilliant engineering minds at Google misnamed it and they're, they're just being poor marketers. They should have called it rank thyroid. Because <laughs> It sounds a lot more like the thyroid. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> that would have been a little less sexy of a name. You saw where we were going with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one is fun. Like, and and we have to go through it fast. We have we have like maybe three minutes to deal with this. Okay, all right, buckling up. <laughs> User experience and behavior signals, stuff like time on page, um, uh, amount of um, amount of amount of uh, stuff read, uh, uh, pages per session, um, click through rate, blah 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 blah. Is that a factor or not? Uh, yes, but Gary's right. And that's how I love to word that answer. Um, can you impact? Can you impact your rankings based on manipulating any one of those things in isolation? No, he is right. It is not meant to be a. Well, and I can't pretend I know everything that's going on at Google, right? I, I don't. But everything that they're saying right now leads me to this conclusion, and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure I'm right. Is yes, they're not in the algorithm as something to watch over your site on, right? Okay, so so. So he's right, right? It's, it's not a factor that's in there. Now, John Mueller has come out talking about using metrics like that and basically saying it's, it's probably not maybe the use of your time because he was, again, talking about ranking factors related specifically to your domain. But he did say we do look at those things to determine sort of whether our SERPs are successful. Right, so whether their search results pages as a whole are successful. So what that's telling me is they're looking at their page, they're looking at what the metrics are, they're deciding what kind of sites don't fit the metrics that would indicate a successful completion on a page, and they're not penalizing your site, they're actually just gonna adjust the entire algorithm until those kinds of sites don't rank. So yes, Gary's right, it's not hitting your site, but when the algorithm adjusts to take care of what would be Google's problem, they're showing poor sites, it's just going to feel a lot <laughs> like it impacted <laughs> your site specifically, right? It didn't. It was a global change to improve results. Your site just happened to fit the look and feel of stuff that didn't provide a good result. And so you're going to drop. It just won't be against you. It's just against bad results. You just happen to be a bad result. No, you just happen to be the exemplar of bad results. Um, sucker. Um, yeah, you know what? I can't. I can't. I, I can't enhance, improve, or change that that definition at all. That's 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 pretty close to what I'm figuring. Um, One thing I, I should note, and because it's super fast, is, and Mary brought this to my attention. Um, she's like, and don't forget when I was writing the post on it um, to mention in the post that. Not all queries are equal. Some queries have an intent that the user should be there for 10 seconds. 
right? Yeah, I, I mean, assuming it didn't show up. If, yeah, I got the information. I was looking for an answer. I clicked the back button. Perfect. Yep, Google's exactly going to view that right. as a success metric. So, It should be a success metric in, in that case. Every user is doing it consistently, but they still keep going back to that site. There's a reason for that. Oh, but they, Google wouldn't look at that, of course, because that's, you know, user experience. <laughs> I think, I, I honestly do think that, um, not necessarily time on site, but um, the consistency of user behavior, that would be a, I, I believe that to be a factor, but I got nothing to prove it. Well, I think in, in, in my mind, and I've written about this before a little bit, and, and Mary sort of like launches in on this 100% every time she opens her mouth on the topic of UX pretty much, um, is it's not so much what they do on your site. That's, Google can't really measure a success metric. Let's assume that they're going, oh, not everybody has analytics, right? They're, they're not going to have that. They don't know what the success metric would be on a time on site. What do they do immediately after? Now, if they clicked on you and you were number one, and then they click on number two, and they do something different in their in, in sort of the metrics on the site, they probably didn't find what they wanted on site one, right? Whereas if they com enter a completely different query after that or like leave their computer and go on to do something else, it was probably a successful trip, right? It's what do they do after they've clicked your site? What, what, what is that user doing? And I, I think that is a, is a good, strong measure of, of success. If, if I've looked up blue widgets and then my next query is, uh, you know, what's the phone number for my mom? Clearly, I found what I wanted over at the other one. I should know the answer to that, by the way. But, <laughs> you know, I, clearly I know the, the, the you know, my, my first user intent's been satisfied by that query. And I've now just, I'm, I'm completely moving on to a different thing, right? So, um, hey, speaking of moving on, we're going to have to move on down the list. But we can't do that until after we take a commercial break. We've got to take that commercial break right about now. All um, right. Well, on behalf of Dave Davis and Pete Sagan and Martin, this is Jim Edgerton and all this media. You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio FM on the 14th of February because we love you. 2019. Stick around. More content after this. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. Imagine the Joyce Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and I'm talking fast. We got a lot to get through in the next ten minutes. Um, it is February fourteenth, twenty nineteen, um, and we are trying to unpack um, the uh, Ask Me Anything session that Gary Ease did on Reddit uh, last uh, uh, earlier this week. Um, we're going to have to skip over some of the stuff in this list. We're, we will be skipping over raters and live tests. Um, I want to talk about writing content using machine learning in a moment, but something I think is really important to touch on, mostly mostly because of the uh, emphasis that Barry gave it and, and the emphasis that that, that uh, Gary e, uh, Gary Eyes gave it in the AMA, image and video search. Um, Dave, as you know, video is becoming um, has becoming has become. Um, one of the, there was so much of the web is just video today, um, but video and image search has never really been a big thing. Um, yeah, Google is telling us, like basically, they saying straight up, use video in your uh, 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 in in ads. Um, uh, Facebook, if you use video in a post, you're going to um, get a lot more attention. Um, video is the uh, well. You want to click. You want to click. Use video. But again, video's never really been a big thing in search until now. Yeah, um, I mean, and they were as 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 a point of example, like at at SMX. Um, it's usually Google has their sort of presence, their 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 booth, right? Um, in in the expo hall. Nope. It was YouTube, right? So clearly there's stuff on the horizon that they're really doing. And that's why he's like, I'm not talking ahead of time, right? Like he wouldn't give us some, some tips on what's coming up, but clearly they're about to make some big moves. Well, during the AMA and I'm quoting, I'm quoting Barry, quoting him. That's pretty easy given the AMAs are all done in text. He wrote, I cannot pre-announce things here, but yes, media search in general media search being uh, image or video mm-hmm. media search in general is something we're throwing more engineering resources at nowadays google images and video search is often overlooked but they have massive potentials well uh, and you know what i what i have to attribute this to just because you know we might as well go in this chat, is they kind of run out of space for ads <laughs> right. So what they need to do is, in, like, if they can increase the amount we're willing to pay for a click on on YouTube, then that you know increase the competition over there. Now all of a sudden they they can start you know increasing their revenue. I, I have a hunch that's probably what's driving it. But, uh, anyway, okay. I'm not. I'm honestly sure. Not sure what to say about what he what he has just said except use every opportunity to identify the content of um the image or the video this is like use use your alt tags um title the videos um use uh use, <laughs> use make full use of the description section in youtube but let google or youtube know what it is that it's filing yeah. this is a fun one um, and there's a couple businesses, a couple SEO businesses that that completely sell this. So this is a this is an interesting and an almost touchy one. Um, 
href language. Oh, by the way, how do you read that? H-R-E-F-L-A-N-G. When you see that, what word runs through your head? I always just say hreflang, but... I get, I get Afrolang. <laughs> it spells Reflung to me. So that's what I say in my head, but I can't say that on the radio because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, href language, uh, is it or is it not a ranking benefit? Google says like, no. Yeah, I agree with them. <laughs> like, um, again, there's some SEO firms that are actually that are selling this as like um, this is this is this is the special sauce, right? Not so much, eh? Well, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, because I, I like I'm not saying don't use it. <laughs> oh, don't definitely um, use it. And if we're gonna go into is it a ranking signal? We almost go back into the last thing that I was sort of ranting about at, at great length. If I don't use it, and I have a Spanish-speaking person who's landing on an English page because that's the strongest page, and Google doesn't know, hey, here's a Spanish page um, that we should be ranking, right? And, and it defaults across to the main home page, not you know whatever it is for the language. All the other signals are going to fall. And everything else is going to crumble around it because I haven't landed the person at the right place. Um, so, is it a ranking signal? No, not but, directly. It's an, or, <laughs> but it's an ordering symbol signal. It, exactly. So, indirectly, it might just end up looking and feeling like a ranking signal because it does a lot of the same stuff in the end. And if nothing else. You know, I, I treat it like UX. Let's pretend it wasn't a ranking signal. Let's pretend everything that we all think is wrong. Well, now you've just gone and improved your click-through rate and your user experience for nothing. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, it's one of those wins. So, yeah, I, I think it could look and feel like a ranking signal. I think it's definitely worth doing. Um, and I've, I've actually just, in part of my audit, had like a, a severe great use case of it, and it, it, it worked really, really well for a company that my client's going to compete with. Okay. Um, what time do we have? We have maybe two minutes. Um, I want to look at some uh, 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 internal link penalties are over over up the, the dreaded over optimization. Yeah, according to uh, Gary, doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, um, you might just be passing page rank all over the place to the wrong pages, and it might feel like a penalty. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually just poor out. SEO. You're screwing yourself. Google's not screwing you. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of screwing yourself. And you, there's another word for that. So don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Every keyboards or something. Um, what else do we got? Um, focus on the basics. Um, Gary says that, there's, that uh, domains can repair themselves over time. Although Barry points out that Google has uh, said on more than one occasion, some domains are so badly damaged that it's just easier starting with a new one. Right. Um, writing content using machine learning. Up to this point, because, you know, machine learning tends to write poorer content than most live humans, Google looks mm -hmm. poorly on it, but in the future, Google might even know. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's what it comes to. And realistically, uh, Google's pretty much doing a lot of that themselves. They, they've got 
patents. They've got all sorts of stuff, but basically like ripping all this content together and then putting together a document right out of, out of all the content they scrape from elsewhere. Right. Like, they're going to be doing this titles, eh? You've seen yeah, people yeah. write your titles. You can't say that's better than you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I here, I I thought a human might be better than a machine, right? Like, you know, they're they're doing it. So, I, I'm not saying to do it. I wouldn't personally, certainly not at this point, because I do trust humans better. Right? Like, they understand what humans want to read better. Um, but I, I do find it funny coming from them. But still, still the right advice to follow. So Gary, Gary gives this answer. This really terrifies me, actually. If you can generate content that's indistinguishable from that of a human's, go for it. I'm actually planning to write something about how to use machine learning and neuro-linguistic programming for SEO when I have some time. If ever a sentence made me shudder. <laughs> well, you know what? If, if Google doesn't work out for him, there is definitely work at, like, BuzzFeed. <laughs> well, and I think the thing is, oh, I mean, he's doing a tongue-in-cheek thing there, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's, do that's, a better than a human. It's like, you, you, you can't, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't get a machine. Not right now. I mean, we've all read these things that machines are trying to produce. They don't work. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it's not far. They, they're a heck of a lot better than they were two years ago. Absolutely, so. and I withdraw that BuzzFeed comment. That was that was that was below the belt. I apologize for hugely <laughs> that. It was pretty funny. Um, it was pretty funny. But it was below the belt. Incidentally, um, I, I apologize to all the people at BuzzFeed. I just I just offended. Uh, sorry, dudes. I did that. My 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 mistake happened. But I love you. It's Valentine's Day. Um, that's it. We're that's done. It. Studio saying shut up for some reason. Um. <laughs> um so, folks, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, whose birthday is next week, so he's going to be in Whistler and not on the radio, um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You have been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 14th of February, 2019. Stick around. There is some great content coming up on webmasterradio.fm. And the only excuse not to be listening to webmasterradio.fm is because you're taking your honey out tonight. Be safe. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.